Today on the Inside Scoop, we're going to report something Florida State fans never expected to hear. We also got Chad Simmons joining us for some Simmons Scoop. But first, a very special interview. We have Texas A&M 2024 QB commitment Anthony Maddox joining us. Maddox is a six foot one, 170 170-pound, four-star gunslinger from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Oak Grove High School. Welcome, Anthony. Your decision, which you made on February 5th, came down to a final three of Alabama, Penn State, and Texas A&M. At what moment did you know you were going to commit to the Aggies? Oh, man. Um, like I've pretty much told everyone else, um, Coach Petrino just made it you know, very clear that I was their 24 guy. And um, they just showed the most love, man. I took a visit in November on the game day visit um, when they played against Florida, and I loved the atmosphere. I loved everything um, about Texas A&M, and I, it just felt like home to me. It's a new era at Texas A&M. You know, Jimbo's bringing in an offensive play caller in Bobby Petrino. So what's your relationship like with Bobby Petrino, and what do you like about his offensive style? All right. Um, he likes to spread the ball out, man, and – um, just seeing him being able to to develop, you know, guys such as Lamar Jackson, um, Teddy Bridgewater, and um, uh, Malik Cunningham, I just think I fit um, very well in that mix. And I think um, I, only me being in their shoes would um, be such a, you know, delight. And I think I will get there. And um, Coach Paterno, I feel like, is the guy that can get me there. Jimbo Fisher, he's also quite the QB developer himself. What was his pitch to you to become an Aggie? Right. Like I was saying, man, um, they have, you know, every school, you know, has a guy where in every class that that's their dude. And, you know, he made it very clear that I am their 24 guy. And, um, I also play baseball. So he likes, you know, he likes guys that can play on the diamond. You know, I think there's, you know, if you see a lot of the top quarterbacks right now in this day and age, um, they, they, they're dual sport athletes. And a lot of them, you know, have some somewhat of a baseball background and, um, I played shortstop, so he was, you know, he was like, you know, you be, you being able to flip your hips and, you know, make throws from different angles and um, all of those things, I think, played a huge factor in him and uh, just his pitch that came away. Yeah, Jimbo did pretty well about 10 years ago with a baseball football player named Jameis Winston. So, yeah, he does know how to develop a dual sport athlete. Uh, you did hit on something interesting. You said you are the guy for Texas A&M in 2022. And th when the quarterback commits this early, they kind of play a role of recruiter as well. So have you started helping the coaching staff recruit a little bit? And who are some guys that you talk to to hope to join your 2024 recruiting class at Texas A&M? All right. Um, there's a few guys that I've spoken with, um, some, some of my teammates that I play with right now, actually, uh, my, my brother. Uh, defense alignment 2025, uh, the number 14 ranked uh, player in the country, according to On3. Um, I've, I've, I've spoke with him. You know, I, I talk to him pretty much every day about, you know, hey, man, just, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, the school, you know, how you fit in. And, um, he, you know, he really likes it, but, you know, we don't really know where he is so far, you know, as far as his recruitment, where, where he's thinking about going. Um, but I've, you know, I've spoken with some guys that's already committed to Brian Gatlin, 2024 wide receiver. Um, uh, Dalen Evans, he's also committed, but I haven't spoken with, you know, too many guys, but I look forward to, you know, reaching out to more guys and, um, seeing what their heads are as far as, uh, Texas A&M. What's different about Texas A&M compared to some of the other schools that you've checked out? Right, man. Like I was speaking on earlier, man, the atmosphere that they bring, the fans are electrifying and, 
um, it's it's a once in a lifetime experience when you go see a ball game, man. And um, like I said, the the coaching staff is great. Um, the love that they show, just everybody on staff is on was on board with me, and um, I really fell in love with everyone. And uh, that was a huge vital role in me uh, making this decision. After you committed to Texas A&M, schools didn't back off. Actually, interest picked up. Programs like Louisville, Mississippi State, and Miami came in and offered. Uh, this past weekend, you visited Mississippi State. So what's your mindset on these visits, and do you plan on taking more? Right, man. Um, I've always been known as a loyal guy. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty loyal to A&M right now. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% committed. Um, but, um, you know, schools are still, you know, trying to pull me away. Um, but right now, man, I'm, um, I, I'm, I am looking forward to, you know, taking some visits, but it's nothing, you know, nothing major, um, just to enjoy with my family, you know, and continue. And my brother's also, you know, still being recruited. He's not committed. So, you know, I will be alongside of him, uh, on those visits. But, uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm a hundred percent committed to A&M. This is a big off season for you. You're about to head into your senior year of high school. And when it comes to playing the QB position, what are you working on this off season to improve your game? Just bringing my guys together, being a better leader. Um, you know, last year we fell short um, in the in the playoffs, second round. Um, but this year I just look forward to being able to galvanize the guys together and bringing those guys together to play as one unit. Because you know, chemistry is the biggest thing that um, that can that can you know, bring the team up. And I feel like, you know, just uh, working on my accuracy, you know, my ball placement, you know, giving my guys a better chance to uh, bring catches down and, you know, get yards after catch, man. And, but I feel like um, leadership, that's where it starts with me, man. We talk a lot about the QB dominoes on the inside scoop. You know, when one guy commits, the impact that it has on the other uncommitted guys. Now, you've already committed, so you got your spot. But do you pay attention to what some of the other top QBs are doing or what schools they're committing to? Uh, I don't I don't really pay too much attention to it. You know, I know about it, but I don't I don't I don't think it it affects me. Um, I, I just you know, I put my best foot forward every day and I look forward to competing with anyone uh, and anyone at any moment. So um, I, but I don't pay too much attention to it. Of course not. Anthony, what's up next for you this spring? Are you planning any visits to Texas A&M, any other visits? And what about your official visits? How many of those do you plan on taking? All right. Um, I have a visit scheduled for the 25th um, to go to A&M. And um, I'll, I'll also be going back up there on the 15th of April. But I haven't scheduled any official visits, but I look forward to, you know, making uh, many appearances up there. And uh, like I said, man, other schools, uh, I'll be alongside of my brother. So uh, I, I have a busy schedule going on this uh, offseason. All right, Anthony Maddox, thank you for your time. I'd greatly appreciate it. We're going to continue to watch you throughout the spring, into the summer, and then through your senior year. Thank you for coming on the Inside Scoop. I thank you, man. I appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to, you know, following up with you and uh, hopefully getting back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Anthony. See ya. Thank you. On three, director of recruiting Chad Simmons was at the Under Armour Next Camp in Dallas, Texas over the weekend. So we're going to get into some Simmons scoop. Chad, talk to some of the best players in the country at the event and also just in the Dallas area in general. So let's start with five-star pass rusher Colin Simmons. He's taken some spring visits. You got Arizona State, Texas, Texas A&M, USC, 
And then he's going to wrap it up April 22nd with Colorado, potentially a UF visit in there as well. Chad, when it comes to the recruiting prediction machine, LSU leads Texas, Georgia, and Bama. Do you agree with where the RPM stands right now? Yeah, Josh. I mean, if there has to be, you know, a favorite or a couple of schools at the top, you know, I don't think it's off right now. I think, you know, just speaking to Colin, uh, people in his family, some people that know Colin out there in the Dallas area, uh, you know, I would say LSU and Texas, based on feedback, are probably in the best spot right now. So I do think, you know, it's fairly accurate about LSU maybe being the trending team with Texas right there. Of course, you know, Bama and Georgia are going to be involved as well. So with this slate of visits coming up, do you think it could move the RPM percentages? You know, visits play a role, obviously, the algorithm there. They, they play a role where he shows up, how many times he's been there. Um, so that definitely could factor in. Again, you know, the feedback I'm getting just from sources out there in Dallas is the mom would like to keep him somewhat close to home. Uh, how far would he get out? Could he go to L.A. with USC? Could he go to Arizona State or Colorado uh, out west? I mean, is Bama too far east in Tuscaloosa? Or just is it more just Baton Rouge or Austin? You know, I think uh, I've gotten some feedback where the mom is not going to restrict him. It'll be his decision. Uh, but distance could be a factor. So we'll see what happens after these visits. Colorado is one of those places that's going to get a big-time visit from Colin Simmons. Do you think that Deion Sanders can pull the five-star pass rusher out of Dallas? I mean, you can't ever rule out or even count out, you know, Coach Prime. We know uh, what he's capable of. Now, uh, he usually waits and makes a big splash late. Colin's probably going to wait until late to make a decision. So we'll see. I mean, uh, could they get him on campus this one time? Maybe he leaves Boulder uh, with an official visit in mind. And, and if he goes back, I think Colorado's definitely for real um, a team to watch. Obviously, mom will be him on these trips. And she's very important in his recruitment. So not only will Dion and his staff have to recruit Colin, they definitely have to impress the mom as well. Another elite five-star prospect that you were able to talk to one-on-one -on -one was five-star cornerback Kobe Black out of Waco, Texas. He's the number two-ranked corner in America. Can anyone beat out the Longhorns for him, though? That's my question to you. Yeah, Kobe was impressive. He worked out at the Dallas camp and uh, looks the part, performed to the part, and definitely played up to his ranking for us on on three as well. And as far as his recruitment goes, I think Texas will be tough to beat. I mean, they signed his teammate Jelani McDonald last year. He's been to Austin numerous times. His family and himself are very comfortable with, with Sarkeesian uh, recruiting coach Terry Joseph, uh, multiple staffers on that Texas uh, coaching staff as well. Now, his brother's at Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma is definitely in this race as well, but I do think Texas will be tough to beat in the end. All right, Chad. You spoke to five-star quarterback DJ Lagway at the camp. He sounds pretty locked into his commitment to the Gators, but you said there's one main school still recruiting him. Do you think that he's going to be open to taking visits, although he's still committed to the Gators? Yeah, I think there's multiple schools still trying to reach out and get into Lagaway's ear and at least, you know, gain some attention from him. But the one he did speak on was TCU. Uh, of course, he says all the right things, Josh, about not planning any trips uh, to Dallas, Fort Worth. But we know Kendall Browse is good at what he does. He's young. He's innovative. And I know Lagway gets compared a lot to 
uh, the former quarterback at Florida, Anthony Richardson, but also K.J. Jefferson, big physical quarterback with a big arm at Arkansas. We saw what Browse did with that offense there. Uh, right now, I don't think Lagway plans to visit anywhere other than the Swamp back for the spring game. But again, uh, anything's possible. Still a long way to go. Um, and I don't think Lagway is completely ruling other trips out. Just right now, the only one on the calendar is the University of Florida. Yeah, and so far, so good for the Gators. Lagway's been a vocal recruiter out there and has made multiple visits back to Gainesville. You guys, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. Do me a favor right now. If you're watching the Inside Scoop, you're a fan of all the recruiting coverage we put out there, subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. All right, Chad, we're going to wrap it up with one guy that was not there, but I just got to ask you. Dylan Ryle is set to visit UGA this weekend, but they're kind of slipping on the recruiting prediction machine. At one point back in early January, Nebraska was the leader. Georgia took the lead in early February after a visit visit there uh, for their national championship celebration. But about two weeks ago, USC jumped into the lead. Do you get the sense that Georgia's fading? You know, I wouldn't say fading. They're still, I think, right there in the top two or three at worst. You know, I think, Josh, so obviously George is still in this. This, I think this visit uh, is big, not just for Rayola and the family coming into Athens, but uh, also Georgia. Obviously, new OC with Mike Bobo taking over for Todd Munkin, but Bobo's been involved. Uh, he was on that staff under Munkin uh, for the last year plus. So he's been very much involved with talking to Rayola, building that relationship. But I think sitting down this weekend, watching Georgia practice on Saturday, uh, getting kind of Bobo's perspective, will there be changes, the terminology, uh, where does he want to go offensively? Uh, again, I think Georgia's right there in that top group. Sure, SCC, uh, SC may be trending because he's been to L.A. multiple times the last few months. Obviously, Lincoln Riley's track record speaks for itself, but Georgia's far from out of the race for Dylan Rayola. All right, Chad, I ask you this every couple weeks, but how much longer until Rayola announces a decision? You know, everything kind of sped up quickly this time a year ago when Rayola mm -hmm. committed to Ohio State. Now, uh, I think he wants to take it a little bit slower this time, Josh, but uh, how slow? I think these trips to Athens, maybe to Lincoln uh, next week, and maybe one more trip to USC may show him a lot. There's been talk about OVs being taken in June. Uh, that could still happen first, but I'm not ruling out a late spring uh, decision by Dylan Rayola. All right, Chad, thanks for bringing all the intel to the inside scoop. We appreciate you. Anytime. Thanks, Josh. Florida State fans know the names. Deshaun Platt, Shavar Manuel, Callahan Bright, and Keon Joyner. All big-time recruits that signed with Florida State over the years but seemingly vanished, never making it to campus, never putting on a Florida State jersey. The name Destin Hill is another one. He signed with FSU in 2021. He was the Knowles' top-rated signee in that class, but never made it to campus. At the time, two years ago, when Hill didn't report to campus with the rest of the 2021 signee class, rumors swirled that his enrollment would be delayed, but that delay was expected to be a couple weeks, maybe month, maybe two, but not a couple years. Well, guess what? We've got news on his status today. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, we got it. We're talking Destin Hill today on the Inside Scoop. I never thought I'd be here. But before we get into all this, remind the fans just who Destin Hill is. Yeah, Destin Hill. You also might know him as Destin Pazon, one of the storied high school prospects from right here in New Orleans, um, from, from Powerhouse. 
Ed Nakar. Um, everyone knows who Ed Nakar is from their intros on social media and the fact that they win state championships. And Destin Hill, who signed with Florida State over LSU, over Alabama two years ago, like you said, um, probably one of the more hyped recruits to ever come from Edna Carr. Um, it was a major recruiting victory for Mike Norvell, David Johnson, Ron Dugans when they signed Hill on National Signing Day in 2021. But um, because of off the field situations, he has never showed up to campus. But that theme seems like that's about to change now. All right. So, Sam, tell me what you're hearing about Destin Hill and his enrollment status at Florida State. Right. Um, back in December, um, talking to sources close to Hill. Um, everything was trending in the right direction for him to enroll in Florida State in May. Um, over the weekend, I got a chance to talk to more sources, more people familiar with the situation, and then have been in touch with Destin and his family. Right now, everything is still trending for him to show up to Tallahassee in two months in May to enroll, be a part of this football program, and, and all things are trending in the right direction for Destin Hill to finally be a part of the Seminoles football team. Yeah, and I was able to confirm it as well with the source inside the Moore Center in Tallahassee. They told me that, yes, you know, he is expected to be on campus here in the next couple weeks. So we will see. His enrollment was delayed before the start of the 21 season. He never made it. He fell off the map. Now we're here. But the question that Florida State fans are going to have for you, Sam, is what kind of shape, playing shape, is Destin Hill in as he gets ready to join the Florida State roster? Yeah, well, you know, graduating at Nakari he was six foot, six foot one, 200 pounds. Um, and, and as of December, he was working out, he was training. Um, you know, no one has, has really been able to see him in person. They've kept him out of the public eye for obvious reasons. Talking to people close to him, he's, he's in good shape. He's, he's running around, he's running routes. People said he looks like he did coming out of high school. You know, you have to take people for what their words are. But um, you have to remember, this was an elite athlete coming out of high school. We're talking... 11 seconds in the in the 100 meter. He, he clocked a, a sub 4440 going into his senior year at Edna Carr, um, ran track, obviously extremely productive on the football field, 1,000 yards as a junior, 38 catches as a senior, 15 went for touchdowns. But, you know, he, he hasn't been playing football for, for almost two years, you know, but he's still a young kid. He's still been working at it for at least um, about four or five months at this point. And um, he'll have at least six months of training going into Florida State, where I'm sure he'll get into even better shape. All right, guys, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We got a ton of recruiting content, a lot of college football news right here at On3. Hit that subscribe button right now for me. All right, Sam, Destin Hill, he, he's delayed his enrollment two years. We know that. But what is his eligibility status when he arrives on campus? Well, I can remember when he was set to enroll at Florida State, um, you know, coming in as a true freshman, they wanted to use him right away, but that obviously never transpired. So he's, has no, he has all of his eligibility. It's almost, you know, we're, we're living in the, the transfer portal world and immediate eligibility. This is almost, you know, like having a transfer come in. He's a little bit older than most of your, you know, your recent 2023 signees, but um, he's been out of football. He still has full eligibility. I mean, you you would know more about this, Josh, with your background on Florida State. Yeah, the way it works is your your eligibility clock doesn't start until you enroll. And because Destin Hill never enrolled, he's got the full five years to play four, meaning he has four years of eligibility plus a red shirt, which he has not used. So once he steps on campus, that's the moment that the eligibility clock starts ticking. So until he enrolls, I should say, is when it starts ticking. Destin Hill has not enrolled. Therefore, he still has five years to play four. And like you said, he kind of will 
complement or supplement the 2022 signees. You know, Florida State signed Hakeem Williams, Vandravius Jacobs, Darren Lawrence, and he's going to come in with the same eligibility as those guys. He'll develop alongside five-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, an opportunity for Florida State to kind of bolster a wide receiver room that has lacked playmakers. Now you've got an abundance of playmakers there because Destin Hill is now eligible. Well, we assume he is once he steps on campus. Uh, Sam, what do you expect to get out of a Destin Hill at the college level? How do you see his high school tape translating to the college game? Well, yeah, well, coming out of Edna Carr, I mean, he was, like I said, he was a bona fide blue chip receiver. You know, Edna Carr is, is the kind of offense that goes four wide and they chuck it downfield. And Destin gave them a whole different element to the passing game that, that we had never seen, the ability to go and run intermediate routes, take short little slants and turn them into 30, 40 yard gains and touchdowns. He was dominant in the red zone. He's tough as nails. Um, we talked about the speed, you know, 11 seconds in the 100 meter sub 4-4 speed in the 40. He can go up and get it. He's he can go over the middle. He was, you know, he's a jump ball specialist. He's dangerous after the catch. And I remember when he was, you know, after he had signed, the, the coaches at Florida State were, were chomping to get him on campus as a true freshman. They were trying to find ways to incorporate him into the offense. They wanted to use him as a true freshman coming out of high school. Now, two years later, um, we'll see what shape he's in when he arrives in Tallahassee. But you talked about it. they're coming in with a really good group of receivers. And he was one of the best in the country um, two years ago at this point. So it'll be really interesting to see if this this offense that needs receivers can make use of his talents right away like they had originally planned to. Yeah, it was two years ago. But here we are talking about Destin Hill enrolling soon at Florida State right here on the Inside Scoop. Sam, thanks for breaking the news here. We appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.